Words. Boulder Dash. And welcome everybody to Beer, Bourbon, and Balderdash. Balderdash. John is in the house. In so, the yeah, we don't have any clean feed internet issues today. That's right. That's, <laughs> that's right. Because I had nothing to do with the setup. <laughs> and I get to look at your handsome face for You're the welcome. next hour. That's a nice Actually, face. Actually, all day. Yeah. Happy yeah. New Year's to you. Happy New Year's. Yeah, we made it through the holidays and uh, now we're going to drink. Yeah, this is kind of fun, like doing one earlier in the day. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That way we can enjoy the buzz we get. Yeah, <laughs> right, just, so just go to bed. bed. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. So, how was, uh, how was your holiday? You've been home for a while, but you and I haven't really touched base because you got family stuff and everything going on. Yeah, uh, it's been good. It's been a whirlwind. Helen managed to. Uh, figure out a way to make it so we don't actually have to cook a full dinner the entire time we're here. Fantastic. So just going to other That's people's houses. That's actually great. Or like people bringing food to our house. Yeah. <laughs> so last night was the closest where we had some friends over and made tacos. Red, white, and blue tacos, by the way, because yeah. America. Yeah. And uh, they were delicious. Katie and Gary came over and uh, and Grandma. And nice. We had a good time. Tate came down. He loves those tacos. That's so it's fantastic. Fun. That's great. But I like making tortillas. All those juice and taco cleanses have made me really good at <laughs> <laughs> fresh tortillas. <laughs> <laughs> how are hilarious. you good um i've had a pretty good uh holiday season uh, a little stressful at times um probably my best night was uh christmas eve with my dad uh i helped him make uh, some swedish meatballs sophia was supposed to help him um and uh, she ended up not feeling good that day and so i went over there and we made mom's special swedish meatballs like we usually do and mm-hmm. then um uh, then I kind of looked at him and I was like, uh, hey, you want to go get a beer? And he's like, sure. So Christmas Eve. yeah, Christmas Eve. And, uh, and I had never done that before, but I mean, Dana was in bed and you know, and him and I are just hanging out and it's like 5 PM. Like mm-hmm. I went over there early to help him. So we have like time to kill and I'm not ready to go to bed and I just don't want to sit in his house. So he's like, sure. So I call up good society and they're like closing in 20 minutes or whatever. And, uh, so I said, you want to go up to Larry's tavern, which is close to my house. He's like, sure. So we walk up there. Because it's only a few blocks. And uh, there's quite a few people in there just having their Christmas Eve hanging out drinks. Yeah. And just kind of hanging out. And it felt like, and it felt like, it felt like, uh, like when you watch a movie or a show, you know, where people are hanging out in a bar on a holiday and, you know, like Lieutenant Dan mm-hmm. is just sitting there while people are drinking on New Year's Eve and stuff. And um, <laughs> so my dad and I, we had a few. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, <laughs> where's your legs? And, we were just uh, we're just having some beers, and uh, we're, we're getting we're getting kind of into into the beers. And so finally, I looked at my dad. I was like, I can't I can't have any more because you know I still got to get home and all that stuff. And I can feel myself like one more is probably just going to pop me over the edge. So he got up to go to the bathroom. He goes, One more. We're gonna have one more beer. And I was like, Okay. And uh, so I asked the guy. I said, Do you have a sessions? I thought I saw a sessions. He said, Sure. And I knew it said IPA on it. My dad hates IPAs, but I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to give him another. He wanted like another one of those 8% stouts that they had there. Jesus. I was like, Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I got to look after the old man, but he was having a good time. And he got back to his seat after he went to the restroom. And I, I go, Here you go. Cheers. And he goes, What is this? I was like, It's a sessions. And he sips it and he looks at me and goes, you gave me a damn IPA for my last beer. <laughs> I'm like, dad is 4%. We can't have any more dad. We got to, you know, we have to chill. We got to get home. And, uh, so we finished that. And it's the funniest thing is, you know, all the years when we were growing up, my dad, he, uh, he had a lot of fun with his stepbrothers and stuff. When we go camping, they drink a lot and have a lot of fun. And, mm-hmm. and, but I've never been an adult where my dad's had too many, you know, just at the edge, not blackout or anything like that, but to the point where basically we're walking home and he's all over the sidewalk. He's going back and forth. <laughs> he has to hold on to me all the way home. And uh, and so I did. I walked him all the way to his house. And then he's like, you want to come in for another beer? I'm like, no, <laughs> I got to go home. And I said, you should go lay down. He's like, okay. So I give him a hug and I, I go home. And then the next morning he comes over for breakfast and I said, hey, how you feeling? He's like, oh, I'm all right. And I said, uh, did you try any of the Swedish meatballs? He goes, I think I did because I woke up with meatball in my mouth. 
I'm like, did you just grab a meatball before you went to bed and didn't even finish chewing it? He goes, I must have because there was meatball in my mouth. And then he has his dog that lays on the side of the bed next to him, uh, not in the bed, but on the floor. And mm-hmm. she was on the bed and her face was in his face. And all I kept thinking about is she wanted that meatball. <laughs> Uh, but it was, it was fun just having that time with my dad and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, it was, it was safe. You know, I wasn't going to let us get stupid and, uh, cause you know, he's he's a 70 year old man, you know, I don't want him And Christmas the next day. I didn't want us to feel like garbage the next day. So, um, but it was just kind of fun just kind of having that one-on-one time as, you know, as an adult male with my dad and, uh, and just do something silly like that. It was just silly. And we got back by nine. We're at his house at 9 PM. And I'm like, Oh my God, dad, it's only nine. He's like, only nine. <laughs> well, we three more. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Nope, this is perfect. He's like, go to bed. Point to Kessler and yeah. see where it ends. <laughs> so that was, that was probably one of my highlights. Uh, there was many more. I mean, Christmas morning was great with the kids and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that as it usually is. And, and Christmas Eve this year during the day, we went over to Dana's mom's house and that was nice because, she doesn't come out here very much, and so we want to make sure that she's included in our mm-hmm. life and For sure. that she knows that because I don't think she she kind of isolates herself really. So it was just nice to be able to do all that stuff, and yeah, so it was. Uh, it's had some really good moments this season and some really terrible moments that uh, make me want to just have a beer. Yeah. We've had we had some challenges, I think, like everybody has, but uh, I did want to. Uh, shout out to Tim and Amy. We went over to their house for dinner one night. That nice. was really fun. They're one of the couples that we managed to get us to make get to make us dinner actually yeah. they offered because they're super sweet like that. <laughs> went over there and had dinner uh, and lucy was there and tate came over and so we had a really good time chatting with them as always yeah uh, amongst other friends so yeah. um there's been some challenges like there are. i think i do feel like this place i didn't realize i think until this year how much higher in uh latitude seattle is than rhode island oh yeah like when i walked to the train in the morning the sun's coming up here it's pitch black yeah at the same time oh day. yeah yeah it's really hard. Like the days are much shorter and it's just like wet and cold. And it's like here or there here, oh, okay. like there it's cold, but it could be like 25 degrees and it's cold, but it's not like bone chilling cold here. If it's 40 degrees, it feels like you're going to die. Yeah. Like the moisture, the just moisture sucks it out. Yeah. Of you. It makes you, it's so cold. Uh, it's tough. It's tough to, to be here sometimes in the wintertime. <laughs> Maybe I'll start summering in <laughs> Long Island. <laughs> in New Hampshire. <laughs> it's cheap there this time of year. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it is cheap yeah. this time of year. Yeah, and while we're, while we're doing shout outs, gonna shout out to Trina and Adam for our uh, conspiracy oh, yeah. kit. Yep, that was a nice gift. <laughs> That's so funny. Thank yeah, you. we have good producers, yeah, and um, shout out to Matt and Michelle. Michelle, they're our Florida listeners, mm-hmm. um, and they're up here because um, unfortunately Matthew's mom, uh, who I've been friends with since middle school, not his mom, he, but I've known her since middle school. Uh, anyway, she passed. And, uh, so they are up here for her funeral and just kind of for family stuff. So it was nice to see them. I just wish it was under different circumstances for them. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, uh, but we had, you know, they had the memorial for her and that was really nice. And Michelle told me so that I could pass on to you as well, that, you know, she loves this show. It's like her connection to home. And, uh, man, like you said earlier when, you know, when we talked about this a little bit too, mm-hmm. you know, that if that's all that the show accomplished, was reaching out to people and and make them feel like you know they they have friends on mm-hmm. the other side of the whatever listening device they're using. Yeah. I think that's what we're all about. Yeah, if it's just that one incident, it's yeah. completely worth it. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of what we talked about, you know, in a couple episodes ago. Is just building a community. That's mm-hmm. that's what you and I are interested in is building communities. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah, love that. Yeah. I mean, wish it was under better circumstances for sure. But yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, hopefully, um, they might make it over this week before they leave to Florida and I'll, I'll maybe have them record something on the thing here and they, no, that'd we'll, be great. Yeah. We'll play it. And, yes, please. Yeah. And then they can have a little shout out mm-hmm. at the beginning of the episode or right. something like that. would be fun. Yeah. Speaking of our, um, of our producers, mm-hmm. our produ- I think it's funny that we call them producers. producers. They're the best. I love it. Yeah. Um, I brought home several beers from Providence, not mm-hmm. just for you and I to to save for future podcasts, but mm-hmm. also extra ones for Tim uh, and Trina. 
And nice. Then, and then one set that's, uh, I think there's two cans. I don't remember what the exact mix is, but some of them are big cans, so they can be shareable. So Trina and Adam can share them. For future episodes. For future episodes. So nice. we're going to, co- I want to try to coordinate with them <clears throat> so that we can yeah. record while they're on the chat and, you know, see if we can, yeah. like, make it more engaging. And if, and, and the worst case is, like, if they can't listen live, then they could at least drink while we're drinking and tell us we're full of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yell at their podcast player. Yeah. We're so, full of shit. Uh, and then that goes into part of the other conversation we've had before, and we talked about it again. I think you said Trini brought it up, being able to to post what's coming so people could look for it ahead yeah. of time. Adam and Michelle, uh, yeah, had some notes for us. Yeah. yeah, so like we've talked about that before, and we just haven't done it. We've, Lazy. We've sort of tracked <laughs> what we've been drinking, but yeah, but uh, not to any great extent. Yeah. Uh, but there's things we could do better, and, and we appreciate any help and advice and suggestions that people yeah. give. We'll throw it on that list, and... Uh, and make it happen. Especially since you're listening. Yeah. I mean, that, those are easy things. And like uh, Adam suggested that like at the end of the year, like our top beer and bourbons that we like throughout the year. I think we should start doing that starting today since this is New Year's. That's and right. Day one. Day one. Here we go. They're all terrible. Yeah. Speaking of beers. Yes. Today we're doing something similar but different. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, do you think we should drink the beer before we do the other thing? So, yes. So why we, don't we do that? We decided today. Actually, this was was Helen and um, and what's her name's idea, <laughs> Dana. <laughs> Dana. <laughs> um, that we should do because it's the day after New Year's Eve, where people usually get schnockered and are hungover the next day. We should do a hair of the dog podcast. Yes. Where we're going to do Irish coffees and manmosas. Um, we're a little late in the day for Irish coffee, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, we could, <laughs> I guess we're not late in the day for anything. Yeah. It's nope. We're, we're early in the um, day, but we did make manmosas and Wes and I stopped by PCC and picked up a local brew to make this with. And if you don't know a manmosas beer and orange juice, basically, mm-hmm. and there's variations on it. Most of them are, have added vodka or triple sec. And so when we were there, uh, I've never heard of this brewery before. El Swinito, Swinito. Yeah. That way, Swinito. It's yeah. got a tilde over the end. Yeah. Uh, brewing company Swinito. out of Bellingham. And they, according to their website, they do all Mexican style lagers. Okay. Which, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the description on the can, this one is their flagship. Well, on their website, it says it's their flagship beer. Uh, this is funny, actually. I already read this and it sounds like they put cocaine in it. <laughs> or, or like, like, Maybe it's laced with mushrooms or LSD because <laughs> the, the description is uh, Ale Brijes is a Mexican locker that will make you feel like you're in a magical and land of Mexican mythical creatures. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it's like, oh, this is straight, <laughs> yeah. straight from central Mexico. Uh, it's brewed with flaked corn, a pinch of cocaine, saz hops. I'm add to that part uh, for a crisp and refreshing taste. Grab a can and some amigos and. Be happy. Salute. Nice. Uh, I like their site. They put the grain bill on there. It's just two row, which is a very common base malt in Vienna. It's it's a lager malt that, interestingly enough, it's very hard to brew a full batch of like a Vienna lager. You can't just do it mm. with that one malt because it doesn't have the diastic power to convert its own sugars. Oh, really? Own starches into sugars. I did not know that. So you have to add something else to it. Okay. So like that's like- part of the complexity of brewing is it's not as simple as just take a bunch of grain and and mash it up and hope for the best. Um, the enzymes are in certain grains and not in certain other grains. And you have to have those to create fermentable sugars. Oh. You don't do that. You just, you get like very minimal fermentation. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, wet so, cereal. So we decided this was because this is a Mexican lager. It sounded like a good idea to make manmosas out of it. Yes. Um, but we want to drink it first. See how it is. Yeah. Cause we've only been drinking it out of manmosas. Yeah. And that first manmosa <sighs> we used with triple Zeg was pretty good. Actually it was really good. Which would you make out of this one? This uh, next one that I used have. the Ula. Oh, the citrus vodka. Yeah. Nice. Thought it'd be a different. Yeah. And I used four ounces of citrus vodka per glass. Uh-uh. No, I did not. Uh-uh. You get halfway through and you fall asleep. <laughs> so there you go. Nice. Oh, I love it. It's got great art on these cans. Yeah. It's very reminiscent of, of what you would think of Mexican art. Um. This beer is named after Mexico's famous art of mythical creatures that represents the three different animals in one. This beer is brewed with flake corn and sun, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. This would be a fun place to to visit. Yeah, up in Bellingham. Bellingham, Washington. Let's see. Yeah. It's uh, gay-owned and does mostly Mexican lagers. Actually, there's some other beers on their list that, like, 
red ales, and I'm curious if they're all lagers or I need to know more. Seven percent IPA. Ooh. Horchata milk stout. Oh, oh. I bet that's good. Mm-mm. <laughs> they have an Indian pale ale called Un Poco Gay. <laughs> Just a little gay. Just a yeah. I love a it. Quino. Yeah, so anyway, this is a good I don't know how long they've been around, but it's exciting that there's something kind of new and different coming out. Yeah. Uh hopefully it's as good as that first mimosa was. Anyway, cheers. Cheers. Oh, it smells like a wonderful Mexican lager. Mm-hmm. I need a lime. Mm-hmm. Actually says on their site you should serve it with a lime. But they wanted to make some oh. that is really good. That is delicious. It's like well, a, I'm a sucker for Mexican lager. Like a little bit grainy. It has that citrusy kind of mm-hmm. flavor to it. Mm. Had this citrus taste uh, or smell before mm-hmm. I tasted it. That was good. Oh, sign me up for another one of those. Well, let's try the Manmosas. Yeah, let's do it. So okay. the Manmosa you made. So the Manmosa is half a can of this beer, mm-hmm. um, roughly four ounces of orange juice and two ounces of uh, Ula citrus vodka. Nice. So we'll see. Cheers. Excited. Cheers. That's tasty. It's That's, different. It's different than the triple sec one. Yeah, the triple sec was really sweet. This is not so sweet. No, this is more orange juice. Yeah. Where the other one, you tasted more triple sec. No, this one, you almost forget there's alcohol in it. Yeah, this one <laughs> would be dangerous. <laughs> and we're just going to keep drinking it. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm. So there you have it. No, oh, that's good. That was a good choice. What what do you um, you have beer trivia tonight too, don't you? Oh yeah. So I left my beer game at home. Okay. But you can push the button. That's right, it's that time again for Johnny's Beer Trivia. So I think I might mix this up a little bit. All right. Um, given that we're drinking a Mexican lager. Um, I have a list of questions and I want one that's uh, more Mexican based. So I mix, I'm, I'm stalling is what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is appropriate because this was another option for this morning. So funny. Helen and I thought of, but I didn't share with you. So what Mexican beer cocktail is made by mixing beer, lime juice, often with the addition of Clamato hot sauce and a salt rim. Well, that would be, um, oh, geez. I can, I can see the name. I wanted to say Hornitos, but that's that's a tequila. No, uh, you can often buy them pre-made in cans. I know, I know. That's Bello. what I'm trying to. Th- that's what I'm trying to think. I can't remember the name. Starts with an M. Uh, uh come on, Wes. I want to say like Michello, Michello. Ooh, that's close. Uh, what is it? Michelada. Michelada. Yeah, so it's like a beer-based uh, Bloody Mary. That's because well, that's what I kind of thought. Like Helen came up with the idea. Maybe Michelada would be a different option, and then we could make. Uh, I thought we had that before, though. We had because we bought a we bought a giant can, when and they we weren't out, great. We went out to Desert Air and yeah. we had one. <laughs> no, they're not great. <laughs> Mikey, every time he comes out to the cabin, he gets one for breakfast. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you do? It's like a thirty ounce can. Yeah, I'd rather have a vodka Bloody Mary. Yeah, me too. Me okay, too. Good. But right. they're easy. They're tanging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not my favorite. No, I don't like them either. How about give me a beer? And a glass of Clamato. And then I can just dump the Clamato out yeah. and drink the beer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Clamato. Is that, do you like Clamato at all? I Not really, no. Yeah, I don't either. No. I'd prefer like a regular clam juice. Or not clam juice, but um, tomato juice. Yeah. The Garden Bloody Patch Mary Trader mix. Joe's is pretty good. That's what we usually use. Yeah, I think we've had that with you before. Yeah, probably. Yeah, they're delicious. We do drink together on occasion. Yeah, on occasion. <laughs> every now and then. What are we drinking for the brown? Oh, well, let's do our Balderdash word of, oh, the, word day. of the day. Is this where you yell? Yeah, I'm not going to do that this time. Okay, that's for the best. <laughs> you don't you like that? Do, no, I do love it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you got to make a song for it. I know. Well, I'm tr- I would. I would love a, a very smart producer that is very talented to do it for us. But I don't know if any of them want to do that. Which sucks because I'd rather have that than anything else. Yeah. Okay, so tonight's word is uh, bongong. 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 <laughs> bongong. Bongong. <laughs> what is bongong? That's that's what they like after you have too many drinks and you fall off the back of a moped. Uh huh. That's what it's called. Your bongong. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's when someone comes into your house and steals uh, all your weed and your paraphernalia. It's uh, bong gong. <laughs> <laughs> well, stay to the end of the episode and uh, we'll tell you what the word means. Bong gong. Okay, so I thought for um, the the bourbon tonight, uh, I was going through the whiskey advocates like best of the year, uh, and I tried to find some of these at Total Wine and More, um, but a lot of them on the list are very expensive. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm not, I'm not about to drop one to two hundred dollars on um, a whiskey that I have never tried before. Nope. But coming in at number fourteen. <laughs> at a reasonable price of $55 <laughs> is the Glenfiddich number 12 in their Amatillado sherry cask finish. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That's a good sound. That's always a great sound. Words. Boulder Dash. That's how it should go. I don't know. Something like that. Words are hard. Uh, it, so according to Whiskey Advocate, they say this. They say, despite making the world's best-selling single malt from its distillery that produces 21 million liters of pure alcohol a year, mm-hmm. Glenfiddich still innovates around its signature Glenfiddich 12-year-old. And after past experiments with toasted oak, peated, and American oak casks, this vibrant Amatillado cask finish from malt master Brian Kinsman adds sweetness and depth to the 12-year-old to deliver shifting tones of orchid fruit, rich oak, dried fruit, and enduring spices. Uh, so Scotland, 43%, single malt scotch. Ooh. The 14, the regular 14 is one of my favorites. God, it smells so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, so fruity. Mm-hmm. Oh. What else you pick up on that? It's not... Overly, it doesn't have that like over the top scotch mm-hmm. nose. It's like over, not overpeated. Um, can't pick out the fruit though. It's got that that fruity sweetness, but it's hard to like yeah. discern. Like how, it's hard to describe it. Yeah, I get honey too. Honey, I smell honey. Almost like a oh, oh it smells almost like a peach ring. Yes. Oh like yeah. The candy peach rings. Yes. Just like that little bit of sweet, but so it's oh. like an overripe peach. Let's put it in our mouth. Easy, buddy. <laughs> mm. That's good. Oh, it's just smooth. Mm-hmm. So if you don't, depending on what you like or don't like about scotches, if it's the scotch flavor you don't like, you wouldn't like this. But if it's the <clears> often <throat> like harshness that goes along with some of these scotches, that's not there at all. No. It's just the flavors. Yeah. It's just sweet and fruity and yeah, it's very, very delicious. Yeah, you don't get that like like marker. No, yeah. Like puckering. Peat, that's, yeah, that's yeah. hard to hard to swallow. Yeah, that is fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. Yep. Do you, so, ever, do you ever wonder if, if there are people that are like paid off to rank things higher than they should be, like in these twenty best of lists? Uh I don't think so. I think they have probably I'd say for like even us, and I'll admit this because we're not a we're not a actually really professional review, as you could tell by how we just described all this stuff. But um, I think I think people get biased, mm-hmm. and so they already come in like they already know like well, Glenda Fittish twelve is probably the most like uh, approachable twelve year old single malt. Mm-hmm. So they already know this is probably going to be smooth and good, and it's going to mm-hmm. be well balanced. And then, so I think they already come in thinking that, and then they're like, oh, well, it just, I mean, they could have ruined it. I mean, Stranahan has a sherry cask one that uh, at Total Wine and More was, I think, almost $100, and it was deeply discounted to like 40 No, because no one liked it because yeah. they a lot of people said it tastes like cough syrup. Oh, gross. And Stranahan's actually a really good Colorado single malt. Yeah. So it was surprising. Or whatever it was about that one. It, it's not terrible. It does taste a bit like. Coffs, I bought yeah. it because it was just, like forty dollars. <laughs> well, I would have had forty dollars too, just to give it a try. Yeah, that's just it. Um, but I also like sometimes like looking at the methodology of how they've decided what's the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take into account sales sometimes, and mm. to me, that's like just because it sells a lot doesn't mean it's better. Yeah, right. Like 
there are things that just become popular. That doesn't mean they're good. They think there's like IPAs is a good example of that. Like you get those people who think that IPAs are the be all end all of beers. And the only thing you can drink is IPAs and everyone, and they shame people. And then IPAs take off because like nobody orders anything else because they're afraid of the IPA shamer where the reality is like a lot of people don't like IPAs and there's a lot of other beers out there. What was that? um, Paul Giovanni line in I'm not drinking any fucking Merlot. Yeah. And didn't it like kill like the Merlot? Yeah, it tanks the Merlot (laughs) uh, industry. The Merlot uh, varietal. Yeah. Like ever since that, people have this like weird like view of what Merlot is as a shitty grape. Yeah. And it's like, it's an irrelevant statement. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything, but yeah, it was uh well. And then Pinot Noirs became like the like mysterious grape because there's a scene in the same movie where he's like, I love, I love Pinots. Uh, and then describes it in this very like lovely way. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden Pinots are like the, the regal grape. Whereas where Merlot is like the, the working man's grape was just, Two buck chuck should all be Merlot grapes because they're just shit. Yeah. And the reality is with with wine, most people, even trained sommeliers, cannot tell the difference uh, from grape to grape, bottle to bottle, what grape it is. There mm. are some distinctive characteristics, and you can kind of put them in a, a grouping. And if you know a little bit about the winery or where they source their grapes from, you can kind of figure out if it's like a Malbec or Tempranillo or whatever. There's like some subtle differences. But the, a lot of the red grapes will... T- depending on where they're grown in the terroir and the the weather, the temperature, how they're grown, how they're fermented, will taste similar or wildly different from within the same varietal or outside the same varietal. A lot of whiskeys and beer. Yeah. All the processes and all the things that go with it make them taste completely different. So like picking out the specific grain that somebody used to make a whiskey is going to be really tough. Sure. You're probably not going to know. Yeah. Like you might know if there's rye in it because it's a very distinctive flavor. Yeah. Uh, or like peat, like uh, say like a Westland uses a Washington State peat. Yeah. You won't know. The peat doesn't taste any different than no. Scotland peat. Yeah, you wouldn't know. Yeah, what, what, Just locally sourced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like that. So this idea that, I mean, there are people that can tell and they like know wine well enough. They could say regionally, this is what this tastes like. But mm-hmm. the, the terroir has almost an outsized impact beyond the varietal. Varietal it, it is important and it does change things, but it's not as... It's not as homogenous as people believe. Like, I'll tell people that I lean towards Cabernets with wine because I tend to find more wines that are Cabernets that I like. So that yeah, me too. It, oh, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't mean that the other wines aren't good yeah. and that I won't like them. I just know from experience that I tend to like that varietal. Yeah. But if you handed me a red wine, I wouldn't be able to tell you it was a Cabernet. Yeah. I might guess that. Yeah. But if I like it, I might yeah. guess that. But it could be a Merlot or something else. Our friendship started with wine. Yeah. It's evolved to beer and yeah. <laughs> whiskey. Jeez, how'd that happen? <laughs> harder. We need harder stuff. Yeah. Well, a, a whiskey advocate, uh, they said how they come up with their top 20 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, they have expert team that samples an array of whiskeys, encompassing rare limited editions and up-and-coming brands likely to hit store shelves. Uh, their top 20 list starts with whiskey scoring 90 or above on their 100-point scale. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not just their highest rated whiskeys because a lot of them are too rare for the common guy to get mm-hmm. their hands on because they're going to pay like $2,000 or whatever. Hence, they also weigh in value or price and accessibility when they come up with their list. Well, that's good. So like, if you take like number one, and I, I honestly try to find, found, honestly tried to <laughs> find this, words are hard. Beer. Beer. Um, and it was their, uh, the Glen Glassaw Sandend. Uh, which is a single malt from Scotland. And their score for number one was 95, and the price point is 70. But I couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find this particular one at like a total wine more. If I ever find it, I'm going to grab it. Um, I mean, hopefully the price doesn't go through the roof. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, you know, $70 is approachable for mm-hmm. like the number one of 2023 whiskey, according to Whiskey Advocate. Yeah. I mean, like what you like and drink what you like, obviously. Mm-hmm. My dad will always drink a handle of Kessler. Like, that's his thing. Kessler's <laughs> bottom shelf Canadian whiskey. No, it's in Kentucky, but it's it tastes like Canadian whiskey. Sorry, Canada. Um, and then number three on this list was Westland, which is just right down the street. And their mm-hmm. bottle is $150. Yeah. To me, that's not 
that's out of the approachable range. Yes. Yep. Like if you're talking about the average consumer, mm-hmm. they're not going to spend $150 on a bottle of whiskey. They're going to buy six bottles of $25 whiskey. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I would rather buy a bunch of four roses. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, that I know that I'm going to like and like, enjoy. Like three of the, the, what is the, the, uh, the, the better four roses. Oh, the uh, single barrel. Yeah, the single barrel. Mm-hmm. Those are like fifty dollars. Yep, I would rather have three of those. Yep, than one bottle of the that I don't even know if I'm going to like. Honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. And other approachable ones on the list. Number sixteen was Green Spot Quails Gate. I love Green Spot as a Irish whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, Hemingway Signature Edition. I've never had Hemingway, but that's eighty bucks. It's not bad, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, Crown Royal Noble Collection Barley Edition. So a Canadian one ended up here, eighty dollars. And then the rest of them are, well, Fuji, which is a Japanese one. That's uh, $70. And then Ezra Brooks, 99, ended up at 20. That's a $25 bottle of of, uh, of bourbon there. So, or rye whiskey. So if, even if you wanted, just uh, give your buddy a, a good, cheap rye whiskey. There you go, 25 bucks. There it is. And so I like that they do kind of include yeah. all those other things. So that's not bad. It's not bad. So, yeah. So, so the Glenn Fittish number 12 came in at number 14. It's nice. And, uh, yeah, it's actually really nice. Oh, I'm going to taste it again. <laughs> oh. Well, I didn't have too much prepared for the balderdash tonight. Mm-mm. But um, I always say tonight because. It's usually tonight. It's usually tonight. It's uh, 1 o'clock. And, and we're getting ready to, to make some ravioli mm-hmm. and to watch some huskies. Because what if that kids love? Boston football, football. <laughs> American fat kids love Boston football. Um, and for go, our Argentinian friends, it's American football. Yeah, American football, not football, uh, not football. But we, I do appreciate. I think we appreciate the other ball sports. Mm-hmm. I love soccer. This guys playing with their balls. That's right. <laughs> That's what we like. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things I wanted to talk about. You um, can clip that part out. Yeah. <laughs> Nope, that's that's now the opener. <laughs> guys playing with their balls. This guy's playing with their balls. Uh, so Remy Contro, Contro, Quantro, Quantro, Remy Contro. Uh, they unveiled. Uh, this was a couple of years ago, but they had a uh, respect R E S P E C T. It's an acronym mm-hmm. for their responsible consumption rituals. So during the holidays, you might have consumed maybe too much. Maybe too little. Uh, yeah, maybe too little. Uh, so here are some things uh, that they kind of talked about that um, you know that they think is uh, good ideas if you're going to drink a lot for like a party or a holiday festivity mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So um, they said so since alcohol reaches your stomach and travels around your body, and we've talked about this before, uh, very fast, it will process even faster on an empty stomach. So mm-hmm. you should always make sure that you're eating. While you're drinking alcohol, and this sometimes is why people that drink alcohol get fat because they're also <laughs> eating. Uh, this delays the passage of alcohol into the blood, so it slows it down, so you're not just trashed right away. Uh, water, of course, so the it's the best key to counteract dehydration that alcohol does have. So uh, one of my rituals before I go to bed, I'll drink a big glass of water. If I drink a lot and I know tomorrow's going to be hell to pay, I'll take a couple of leave, drink a glass of water, go to bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, that usually helps me. But throughout the day, I'll try to drink water. And then take it slow. So drink slowly. Allow your body to process the alcohol over time. With manmosas that taste as good. That's kind of hard to do. Yeah. Dangerous drinks. This is why I also don't usually drink mixed drinks. Mm -hmm. They go down too quick. They go down too quick. And I talk Mm -hmm. and I drink at the same time. And so it's, it's, Mm -hmm. I don't know that I'm doing it because I'm just drinking and I'm talking and I'm having a good time and it's gone. My biggest problem with drinking games is that when other people drink, I drink to celebrate with them. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I just, I just kill myself. Like I'm not good at it. I don't, I have no self-control. You're just keeping up. I just, yeah. I just like, like, ah, nice. You got to do a shot and I'll do one with you. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, usually it's more like I have like a glass in my hands so and yeah. like I'll have a beer and like somebody else will drink and then all that's like my cue to drink as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. We pick up on those things, right? <laughs> yeah. Or like playing beer pong, like having a a beer in your hand while you're also doing shots of beer. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work with a guy. He was a big guy. Um, and uh, I mean, he could take down meals. 
And so on our lunch break, we'd go out for lunch and stuff. And I would, I realized I was trying to match him <laughs> in eating. And all of a sudden I looked at Dale, I was like, man, I'm getting big. She goes, why are you, how is this? Because when you're home, you're not eating that much. I go, I think it's when I'm with John, uh, it was his name too, that I'm trying to match his eating. <laughs> and she's like, oh, don't do that. No. Because <laughs> she knew how big John was. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't a fat guy. He was a big muscular guy. He was an ex-wrestler. But and he was like a foot taller than me, and I'm like trying to like eat the same thing he's eating. But you just you, I mean, he's like, oh, I'll have this. I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. I'll have that too. Like you know, a, then I'm like eating as fast as he is. <laughs> like like a meatball sub on a loaf of French bread. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what am I doing? I'll have that side of fettuccine. <laughs> so, uh, so here's the acronym for respect. R is for ready. Get ready by drinking water. And they said this is backed by scientific proof. So R is drink water. Get ready by drinking water. E is for eating. Eat before and during the tasting. So this is obviously with tastings, but this is any kind of drinking, really. Mm-hmm. S is for sip. Smell and sip slowly. Right on cue. P is for pause. Pause by drinking water before you get the second glass of alcohol. Just drink a glass of water in between. Helen, I try to do that. It's hard. Go one for one. Yeah. It gets hard. Yeah, you start peeing um, <laughs> in your pants. E is for enjoy. Enjoy <laughs> responsibly. So skip right over that one. <laughs> yep. Check your limits with your favorite drink control. Did you know there's drink control apps? Yes, I have one. Do you really? Yeah. Does it work? It's called Alcadroid. Really? Alcadroid? Yeah. Uh, let's see if I can find it. I don't know if I put it under my, I think it's, so I have a category on my phone called vice. Yeah. Oh, I like that. It's called Elka droid. Okay. And you input, like you start the time you put it, you input your drink. And then every time you consume a drink, you track it and it'll approximate how inebriated you get. Oh, so you can, it'll tell you your be Well, now there's a bra commercial. So this is awkward. <laughs> it's a bra ad. I don't know why there's a bra ad. For, for busty for women. For very busty women, I see. <laughs> I don't know why that search history is on there. Google, stop. <laughs> You're giving it away. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, but yeah, it'll like approximate your BAC. As you're drinking, so it should like, be an ugly woman, and the more you drink, the prettier she gets. <laughs> that, that happens. That's that, a, yeah. Scientific. It doesn't need to be an ad. That's just that's just how it works. Um, but yeah, it'll it'll track your your intake and yeah. give you an approximation. I mean, of course, it's like imperfect because mm-hmm. we all metabolize things differently and react differently. And do you get to put your weight in and stuff? Yeah, like you all put that your, stuff? yeah, you put your weight and height in. You can. Um, oh yeah, here's one for iOS. If you're yeah. a Apple. Apple boy. It's uh called drink control app, drink control app. <clears throat> it yeah. even tells you the price, like how much you're spending on drinking. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. It's trying to get you to stop. Yeah. I got this one a while ago just to kind of like, to, I've used it a handful of times. I don't use it consistently. I probably should. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I did do though, a while back is I bought a pocket breathalyzer mm. for those times when it's like questionable. Should I yeah. be driving home? Um, do it before the cops do it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, do I need to call an Uber or go for a walk? Yeah, or that's like, smart. Like, am I on the edge? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then it teaches you things like how long has it been since your last drink? So it needs to be at least half an hour because yeah. if you like just pounded a drink and then got in the car, you could go over the limit as you're driving. Yeah. And if you're that close anyway, you probably shouldn't be driving. Yeah, just, just Uber it. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's a good reminder and it's also been good when we have like friends over or we're like at a party with friends. We're like, I know we've all been drinking. It comes with replaceable tips. So you can pull the tip off and put a new oh, one okay. on. So like other people can use it and yeah. it's app based so you can track it. Um, so it's a really useful little thing. Yeah. Uh, it's just a little keychain size thing. Uh, and you can send it in and get it re um, calibrated. Oh, okay. So it's not just like a one off device. <clears throat> it's actually fairly spendy, but it was, I think it's worth having. Yeah. Uh, I've used it a handful of times. And in those moments when, like, I actually feel like I under-index. Like, I think I'm drunk before I hit the limit, which says to me that the limit is, like, too high for driving. Because if I, like, I think about, like, if I blow a .06, and I'm probably blowing because I think I shouldn't be driving. He probably shouldn't be driving. Yeah, I probably shouldn't be driving. (laughs) If I was at a .08, like, I definitely shouldn't be driving. Like, it might be a little high yeah. 
like maybe we maybe we should lower it. And like I don't know, it's tricky. Sure. The, the index level because everyone responds differently and has a different level of yeah. functionality within it. You have to set the line somewhere. But anyway, between that app and the the breathalyzer that I bought, it's totally great. Yeah, it's very helpful in understanding where you oh, are. I should try this drink control sure app. Check. Just. Yeah. Test it throughout the year. See how it does. Yeah, I should probably do that. Uh, we should do it maybe on our next podcast. Okay, I'll download it. We'll just uh, we'll do the same one, or I'll do, I'll use mine. You use yours. Okay, and then we'll just see where we're at at the end of it. Okay, that sounds good. I like that. All right, now we now we know what we're gonna do in the next podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's too late now because we had a mimosa before we even started. I know, I know. <laughs> so and we walked. We did walk, but we haven't eaten anything. No, I had some cashews. I had half a chicken from last night. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was e. half a whole chicken. No, <laughs> Jesus Christ, half a chicken from dinner last night. It's like a chicken thigh. I had a half a chicken thigh. <laughs> yeah, you should specify because half a chicken seems. Like <laughs> <laughs> hey, just whole chickens. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, so that was Eve or enjoy responsibly. Uh, C is for captain. Be the captain by making sure your friends are celebrating responsibly too. You're the captain. That's right. And T is for time. I should not be driving this shit. Take your time. <laughs> well, you've made it so far. Mm-hmm, barely. <laughs> All we got to do is get there, buddy. No one says how. Uh, so yeah, T, the, take the, your time. The problem with getting there is getting the end is death. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're all headed there anyway. <laughs> and I'm going to make it no matter what. <laughs> no matter how good I so am. So we all are. Yeah, show. I know. I know. That's funny. <laughs> so T, take your time. And I think I think that's one thing that I have to learn is that I get to, I, I get um, careless, I guess, where I'm not paying attention to how mm-hmm. much I might be drinking. So just take my time and think about like, I should stop and get some water. You know, mm-hmm. eat some food for a little while and then maybe see how I go. And then, and then usually I'm glad I do because then I'm like, ooh, I'm. You know, it catches up to me, and I'm yeah, like, I'm so glad sure. I didn't keep drinking that. Yeah, I do. Um, so one of the things I've learned about myself over the last couple of years is I get, re- I have really bad, like people who know me closely might recognize it, but most people don't. I get really bad social anxiety. I don't do well around groups of people, um, and I compensate for that, and I have for years by drinking too much. Mm. Uh, and over the last couple of years, there's been some moments that <clears> have not been my proudest moments because I got too drunk and I still was like anxious and whatever it happened to be. Um, something I'm learning about myself and trying to control, but I know I do that. Like it's just easy to, to like lubricate those rough emotions instead of walking away. Yeah. And it's hard to face them face on. Um, and I've gotten better at it. Um, one of my, like one of the, one of the best moments was when Helen was like, you know, you're an adult, you could just leave. <laughs> you're allowed to do that. Yeah. You could just say, I, I'm, I I need to go and just go. And if they're your friends, they won't <clears throat> Yeah, they care. don't care. You know, they might say, is everything okay? And I'd be like... Sure, they'll care that way. Yeah, but like, they won't care. Like, their feelings won't yeah, be they hurt. Won't, yeah, and be honest with them. Like, <clears throat> I'm just a little overwhelmed. Like, that's how I get. I get overwhelmed. And the way I overcome that, if I don't leave, is by drinking too much. Like, not on purpose. It just kind of yeah. makes things easier. But the better option is to, yeah. to go. Yeah. And to be vocal about it. Sure. You know, don't Irish goodbye. Yep. You know, your friends deserve that moment of, like, why did you decide to go? I love Irish goodbyes, don't, though. Don't be, I know I do, too. They don't but take don't a half hour about to it. get the hell out of there. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't need to hug everybody. I hugged you when I got here. Fuck. No, I don't want another one. <laughs> okay, I'll um, have another one. <laughs> the, other, the other thing I noticed about myself that is really, really helpful. So, like, anyone who's listening that struggles with the same thing, um, I need cues, and, like, a glass of water is not a good cue for me um, because... I don't really like drinking glasses of water and it's, and it's, it's too, it's almost too abstract depending on where you are, where you got it from. So for me, I, I noticed over the last year, if I have cans of seltzer as like my in between, that works really well for me. It slows me down because you can't drink them fast yeah. and it's very measurable. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I had a drink and I had a can of LaCroix, LaCroix, whatever it is. LaCroix. Polar Express. Polar Express. Yeah. Polar Express. <laughs> But it's like a really easy thing to do and, and you feel like you're still like subconsciously you're still like drinking. Yeah. You're not just like pounding a glass of water because like you've required yourself to do it. You're but you're in you're mixing those in between each drink. And and for me, if I do that, I still feel like I'm engaged in part of things. Uh it I feel like I'm still going, quote unquote going, but I'm not drinking alcohol. And it's very helpful for me to gauge how I've done. Like have a beer, have a seltzer, have a beer, have a seltzer. It's a really easy process for yeah. me to to monitor myself. Yeah, that's so. good. 
That's good. Just that's a your thing. Yeah. I usually just kind of go by how many I've had and how I'm feeling. Like I try to. <clears throat> I can't trust how I'm feeling. I try to drink slowly <laughs> with beers, especially because you drink beer sneak, sneak up on me. <laughs> no. Uh, beer sneak up on me real quick because they don't feel like much in the beginning. And then all of a sudden you're like, ooh, mm-hmm. um, we're whiskey. And the carbonation. Uh, like if you have a beer, if you have a, a mixed cocktail or like a vodka or whiskey and then drink a beer, the carbonation helps get it into your blood faster. Yeah. So that can be tricky. Yep. You got to watch out for that. Yep. No, I've, I've learned that too. Cause I used to drink lots of seltzer water. I don't drink as much seltzer water, anymore, mm-hmm. but yep. So, you know, I, I try to buy like how many, like I usually know, like if I have three whiskeys, I'm probably pretty good. Uh, not with any mix or anything like that, like three, maybe two ounce whiskeys or something like that. I'm probably pretty good. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's my limit. Any more than that, I'm probably not in a great place or I'm headed mm-hmm. for that place. So I usually try to monitor that, especially when I'm with people that if we're eating dinner and stuff like that, you know, it's easy to see that theirs is empty and pour more for them and pour more mm-hmm. for me. And it just goes on and on. So yeah. it's tough with the ones like, like wine can be challenging. Um, beers on tap can be challenging. Yeah. Like when it's, when you're not actually measuring it. Uh, the other one that I'll do both at home and away, like if I'm not in the mood for beer or wine, but I, I want to have a cocktail. Um, I like really good vodka and gin. I like to be able to taste it. And so I'll drink gin and sodas or vodka sodas. Um, and to prevent myself from over drinking or at least like blend to have more water as part of it, I'll, even when I'm out, I'll order single talls. So it's like a pint glass with a single shot instead of a small glass with a single shot. Yeah. So it takes longer to drink. That social anxiety of not having something in your hand, hand. Yeah. like you spread that out. Yeah, that's um, smart. Yeah, that's, that's smart. A, it's a good yeah. one to do. Okay, I'll remember that one. Yeah. Also, <clears throat> a a club soda with the lime in it looks just like a vodka soda. Yeah, you can sneak one in so in like, between, and no, no one's one going to question it. Like no that. one's going to question. And also, it. this I have this. I don't want people asking me why I'm not drinking, and I know there's a lot of people that struggle with that same thing as well. And the reality is, if you're friends, they don't give a shit. And if you say I'm not drinking because I don't want to get drunk, uh, or if you admit to them, like, I have a problem over drinking in situations like this, and I'm trying not to do that. Yeah. They will support you. Yeah. They'll be like, that sounds, yeah. I should be probably doing something like yeah. that too. They might even lean in the other way. Yeah. Like, they might do it as well. Or, yeah. like, instead of asking you if you want to drink, they bring just bring you a club soda. Yeah. To yeah. support you in what you're trying to do. Yeah. So that's what a good friend would do. Because the worst part is having it become a problem. Yeah. So, so I mean, I'm, I, you know, I think taking some time off from it is good. And, and are you going to take any time off this? this well, I was going to ask you, do you want to take time off? And you and I do other things with the podcast for that month. We can, where we do um, like athletic beer, and uh, I think it'd be a great idea. Yeah. Um, mocktails. Yeah, mocktails. mocktails are becoming really <clears throat> popular. There's bars that only serve mocktails. Yeah, now. yeah. It's just a hangout space, so I think that'd be good. I have some things coming up that make it challenging. So my start date would be like mid January. Okay. I mean, even if it's like two weeks. Yeah. I think that'd be great. So my plan is, I so I, I fly out of Seattle on the 9th. I have a trade show for that whole week. Uh, and then I'll be back in Providence. And so that following Monday was my plan to start. And then I don't come back to Seattle until mid-February. And I was planning on not drinking from that day till I come back. Let's do it. So let's give that a go. Yeah. What's, mid, what's mid-February? I don't know. Mid-February. Okay, because like, my birthday is on the tenth, so I want to make sure. that... Oh, I won't be home on the tenth, but you can make the like that could be our our end date, our exception. Uh, the tenth, okay, yeah, sure, we'll do that. I mean, that's fine. Okay, good deal. That'd be nice. Um, and those that want to drink along or have yeah ideas about what we should indulge in while we're there yes. or while we're going through this, that would be greatly appreciated. We tried that that uh, not whiskey last year. Yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. <laughs> It's just, you know, I, I still have that bottle and yeah. honestly, I've, I do too. I've cut it with other, with actual whiskey. <laughs> Not <laughs> bad. Be, well, because like with, with like a rye in it, now it starts to taste like an old fashioned. Oh, okay. And so like, it tastes like a blended drink, a mixed drink The yeah. like the weird spice to it. I was like, this is not a, a whiskey substitute. This yeah. is a cocktail. I think I have the fine. tequila one, too, the Jalisco or whatever it is. It's a J- it's Jalisco. Jeez. Uh, yeah, Jalisco. We're having a Mexican lager, and you can't even – you said Jalisco. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> there's the there's the nasty one, the Kentucky 74 or whatever. Yeah, like by itself, 
not the best. But you but have like, to buy a giant bottle of it. And it's $35. <laughs> I know. It's like, uh, I'm never going to drink this again. But yes, like using it as a mixer yeah. is, is actually really good. And that's All one right. of the things on their website they say you should do, like using it as a, like to cut the whiskey or as a mixer. And, and then it, it's fine. It's still not the best. I think the flavor is weird, but I could see how people like it. By itself, yeah, not so much. It, it by itself, when you expect like a whiskey or bourbon, not so much. Yeah, yeah, no, not at all. But yes, any recommendations or thoughts? But even even if we can't make mocktails, just if we just did maybe athletic beer or yeah. you know just go through all the non-alcoholic beers, mm-hmm. that might be fun. Even if we can't find it on the different coast, we could just say, hey, well, this is the one so I'm there's, having. There's and, a couple of big ones. Yeah, uh, Guinness has one. Yep. Uh, there's the athletics. They're everywhere. Yep. Uh, Heineken zero. Yep. Uh, Bitburger has one. Bitburger it's has called one. Drive. Yeah. So there's, <laughs> so there's actually a lot of them. I think <clears throat> by the big yeah, we brewers, we beer. can just fine. Yeah, I think we'll be great. So. And I think it'd be good to take some time off. And if anyone else out there would like to take time off with us, you're more than welcome to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean that defeats the app thing, but we'll try. <clears throat> well, we can do the app thing eventually. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. All right. Well, uh, any goals for the podcast that you'd like to do this year? What? What? I want to be better about, <clears throat> like we talked to earlier about. Um, well, I want to be. I want to be better pre-planned. Okay. Like I started trying to make the list ahead of time. I want to figure out a way to share that to make sure that people who are listening can engage if they if whatever we're drinking is available. Uh, I also want to spend more time highlighting the breweries and distilleries that we talk about. Not just in the podcast, but uh, in writing. Okay. Figuring out a way to to write reviews and like the times we get to meet people or we go into the places. Like yeah, we I might think, not meet the. I think the, we should do a uh, uh, blog. Yeah, but like not like a blog, but like a what, what are they called? Substack. Yeah, Substack. <clears throat> it's a mailer. Yeah. So That'd like good. like when we like when we go visit a place and we do a tasting at a distillery or a brewery or even a winery. Um, and you meet somebody across the counter that's not the owner, head distiller, brewer, whatever it is. Yeah. They're still great people. And it would be really great to be able to highlight those really great experiences within those tasting rooms and locations. Because um, I just, I think sometimes we miss sight of the fact that there are wonderful people all over this country and world. Yep. No matter where you go. I agree with you. And, uh, you know, if you're a real shit, maybe we won't say anything, but like <laughs> I've had great interactions with just random people at different times. And it could be the person I'm having bar talk with next to me yeah. at a great location or the person across the counter who's just engaged and awesome. Everyone has a story. They like to share it. It would be great to to highlight some of those. Spend I, more time doing that. Those things. I agree with that. I think that'd be good, too. And 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 I I mean, I discussed this, I think, on the last one, which, you know, maybe we could just take our phones and when we go up to a bar or something like that. Mm -hmm. Just start a conversation. Hey, would you like to just have a quick conversation about, you know, whatever it is we're talking about and just record it and it'll be on my podcast and Mm -hmm. just see if that works. Yeah. I mean, we might as well just try whatever we can try. Mm -hmm. So, okay, great. What do you want to, what do you want out of this? What's your hopes? What are your hopes and dreams for the year? Um, I think for the podcast, uh, you know, I just, I would like us to grow, um, maybe some more, interviews with people um maybe not just in the business but just people maybe we find interesting mm-hmm. um and just i don't know network a little bit more and just kind of get ourselves out there in the whole podcast milieu uh where we just kind of know other podcasters and, and kind of you know 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 where everything's kind of heading i've been really kind of putting myself into podcasting 2.0 so so i've been listening to a lot more stuff about that so i kind of know what's coming up you know and and so I think that would help us in the future. Um, I mean, already we have quite a big following. So here's the thing. Episode 85, you guys have no ideas out there. Mm-hmm. So that's the last episode John and I did because yep. what happened is right before Christmas, I was about to lose. I didn't want to pay $300 to continue hosting my my website on another platform. <clears throat> and and that was that was not the introductory price that I entered in on a two year thing. It was like a hundred twenty dollars or something like that. And now it's gonna go up to three hundred because I'm not doing the special offer get in now kind of thing. So I wasn't gonna spend three hundred dollars on a website that doesn't get many views. Mm-hmm. So I'm with Blueberry Hosting and 
they offer a WordPress hosting. It's kind of WordPress light, but since no one really goes to our website necessarily, they find us on apps. I thought this would be perfect. Mm -hmm. Well, in the transition of that, I think I lost my original RSS feed address. And and so it's changed. And so now I cannot find, uh, I can find our, our podcasts on these apps, but it ends at episode 84 Mm -hmm. and I published episode 85. Mm -hmm. So I got to work with blueberry on that, but because it was right at the holidays that I switched, their whole support team's gone. No one's around. No one's around. <laughs> so I just have a podcast floating out there. No one's listening to uh, this episode. Hopefully we can get it done this week I, with Blueberry. I can get them to help me and then we can get everything sorted out. Mm-hmm. I might have to make calls to some apps saying, hey, can you now redirect it to this feed? Mm-hmm. Uh, which sucks because that means now we have three RSS feeds out there and hopefully we can get them all sucked into one feed. Mm-hmm. And it's, but that's part of what's growing. It's part of, yeah, it's just part of learning this whole thing, this whole system. It's, you know, when you fail, cause this is all somewhat wild west of podcasting Mm -hmm. is doing stuff like this. So if you haven't been able to find, find us for a while, um, episode 84, I mean, if we really care about the numbers has well over a thousand listens already on it. Oh shit. And, um, so episode 85 was a banger. But you don't know that. It was good. <laughs> we'll have to redirect. Yeah. So so there'll be a couple episodes coming out that you'll be like, oh, my God, these guys. And and it was supposed to come out right before Christmas so we can talk mm. about surviving family stuff, which is what the episode was about. <laughs> Whoops. Hopefully you survived. Yeah, Here's hopefully you survived. <laughs> <laughs> For next year, we'll rebroadcast. Yeah. Um, and then this one, of course, you know, is about uh, just, you know, drinking responsibilities, kind of what we ended up talking about. Mm-hmm. But I think just learning more and being better at it mm-hmm. um, and networking a lot better, mm-hmm. I think yeah, is something sure. that I want to do. Sure. I um, I think back to last year and some of the highlights uh, for me, of like one of the main highlights. It's such a highlight that my son Tate brings it up regularly. Like he is blown away that a brewery in another country is interested in yeah. putting their beer on our podcast. Like Mikey. to me, that is like. Mikey, we still need your beer. Yeah. Like, I love that connection. And, like, whether or not it actually happens, the fact that somebody in another country cared enough to reach yeah. out to say, hey, what do you think? Can we do this? I love it. I love what you're doing. Like, I love that. And I also love it from the standpoint of we're not ashamed to say that something is terrible. Like, we're not bought and paid for. Yep. And even if you provide us with something, like, one of my favorite moments from the podcast and this was really early on is when I brought that PVD beer back yeah. and we're like, it's just, it misses the mark. It's just not great. And, and the, uh, the owner brewer yep. responded with like, yeah, it's not really what I really wanted it to be. Yeah. Like, I love that moment. Cause yeah. like, we're not bashing you as a brewer no. brewer and you know, <clears throat> like he knew, yeah, he knew that it just wasn't quite right. Yeah. Well, um, we weren't mean about it. We we're just like, no. uh, I think they could do better. And there's some economies when it comes to like craft brewing. Like you can't necessarily just dump a beer because it's not the perfect thing. Yep. And like you market it a certain way, whatever it was. I love that moment. Uh, I want more of that. Yeah. I want more of that engagement. I want more of that honesty. Yep. Uh, one of the things I always said about my beers when I would brew them, I was, I'm, I mean, and you probably know this. I'm very critical of myself. And I was always really critical of my beer. And the beer that people loved the most that I made was a cream ale. And I thought it was terrible. And I, oh, for a long time, I just thought people were being nice. Because <laughs> I was like, it's not good. I don't know why people like this so much. But they kept asking me. So much so that my friend Gene, when he got married, asked me to make it for his wedding. Yeah. So I made two full-size kegs of that beer for his wedding. And there was none left. Oh. So, like, that, that's yeah. a sign. Yeah, that, I mean, I think people liked it. It was good, right? Yeah. But, like... Like, I want more of that. Oh, shit. This is the only thing we get to drink <laughs> like, tonight. I actually, guess. <laughs> well, there were two other beers. There was a stout and a nice. red ale. And, and like the Everyone cream ale went yeah. first. Nice. He, his direction was, I want two kegs of cream ale and three kegs of whatever else you want. And so I made that for him. Um, but I like that honesty. God, where were you when I was getting married? I don't, I don't know. I was probably drunk, drinking book. <laughs> when did you get married? 99. Shut up. <laughs> Um, but I, was, I want more of that. Was a child bride. Like I want that. I want that interaction. Child bride, <laughs> sister, wife. Yeah. Uh, I like that interaction. I, I do like too. That, I like that connection. Yeah. I like the honesty. Uh, you know, we we talk about. We've talked off air, maybe a little on air about sponsorship or advertising or whatever. And I think 
if if we are honest and upfront about who we are and what we're going to be, like we're not going to pretend something's good when it's not just yeah. because somebody wants to run an ad or yeah. sent us a bottle. Yeah. So like if Mikey sends us a, a six pack <clears throat> of beer from England and it shows up and it's terrible, we'll say it's terrible. We won't say they're terrible. No. Because who knows? Because we don't know. It could have been left out in the sun. Sure. Whatever it happened. To whatever be. happened it came as it came here. Yeah, it also exactly. might just be bad. Yeah. <clears throat> or not our taste. Yeah. Because we don't have an accent. Yeah. yeah. A British accent. Let me specify. We do have an accent. Yeah, we do have an but, accent. But like, I want more of that, that, that yeah. honest conversation, the interaction, yeah. the, the engagement. I agree with That's that. That's what I want. That's good. I, I think to add to that, I think um, getting better at doing live. Yes. Would be great and getting more people to listen to us live. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might be a timing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, our Florida friends, Matt and Michelle, Michelle said that uh, it's 7 p.m. and it's right in the moment where she's putting kids down to bed and mm. getting ready for the night playing footsie with me. Footsie, I love it. And, um, At least we're wearing socks. That's that's a little, you know, that's hard for her, I think, you know, to because she wants to listen live. Mm-hmm. So thinking about timing and stuff like that. And it's it's hard because if we're on different coasts, that's a different thing than mm-hmm. right now. I could say, oh, yeah, we could do it at. What if um, we did it at 7 Pacific? Well, that's 10 p.m. Yeah, it's 10, on a, yeah you got to go, go to bed. <laughs> I know. So we got to just think about that. And it's then, not impossible. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But I don't think you'll be your best waiting till 10 p.m. I could PM. do like Thursdays because I don't go into the office on Fridays. So. Oh. Well, Thursdays always work. That might be the best. Okay. Okay. See, we're already solving let's, problems. Let's check with our producers. And I do like uh, people calling in. Yes. So I'd love more people calling in. And I thank you, Craig, for 2023. You no, called thanks, in a Craig. few times. Um, you've been a big supporter of the show. He's been our biggest, one of our biggest supporters mm-hmm. monetarily wise with Satoshi's uh, of our show. And if you guys don't know Craig Weinberg, he is the host of the interview podcast, and uh, he also has yeah, a great, wonderful- Great podcast, by the way. Check it out. Yeah, it is. And um, I listened to actually quite a bit of it. And then he does like a lot of the photos for um, Adam and Tina Curry, because he goes down there and does photo shoots with them, and then they have them on their podcast. Mm-hmm. And so he's a phenomenal photographer as well. So Craig, thank you so much for all your support this year as well. For sure. Yeah. So I think that's it. I think we got some- good goals to work on and mm-hmm. things to think about for uh 2024 and uh we'll do our best to to work on those and remind each other that we have to keep a list so as we're rating tonight what what do you think of the glenn Fittich? if you were how, how should our rating system be i think that's part of our process we haven't figured out yet this is, is a rating young, system is how do we rate it yeah um but i think we need to i mean we probably should look at the the rating system that is currently used by bourbons okay. and beers. Like there is an actual ranking system. So we can go through that. Like I brought up the, the beer judge guidelines uh, and it's specific categories. I think we can sort of loosely follow that to yeah. give scores. One of the things I love about the BJCP is their entire goal is to make beer better. So there is no zero. You can't get a zero. Okay. It doesn't matter how bad the beer is. Yep. The entire point is to be constructive and improve. And I think we can do the same thing. Yep, I think we should. Not that anyone listens to us, but like if we take that approach, like people we, listen to us. What like, are you talking about? <laughs> like we do now. Like when we're like, I'm not going to bash it. Like being more objective about it. Yeah, I think that's that's going to be the trick. Okay. Well, I agree, and I think I think we need to find how they judge at least but, for bourbons because you already know how they judge for beers. Yeah. So I think we They're find how we judge things, like mouthfeel and okay. Yeah, and maybe we have little sheets. And that we write we'll it down. Go through and, it really quick. And then yeah. I do think as I was as I'm we're brainstorming semi life. Excuse me. That was good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, kids. That's the orange juice. <laughs> um there should be a column where if you or I think this is one of my favorites ever, you just uh-huh. check the box and you're like, these are my favorites. Okay. In no particular order of the fifty we tasted this year, this is my favorite. I like that. And then it's just like all right. John, we'll have to John create like a sheet. Favorites. We'll have like a sheet or like a, a form, go- like, like a Google, Google sheet. sheet. Yeah, it's a bunch <laughs> of sheet. We already have it. I know, but we can add to it. Yes, is we, what I'm saying. We can make it. We more. can be a separate one that's just for judging. Yeah, and we can share it with our producers. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we could. I mean, yeah, we could post it somewhere on the website. I don't know. We'll figure that out. We'll figure it out. But anyone who's better at this than us, <laughs> please feel <laughs> please free to reach chime out. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs>
Well, that's the uh, that's that's the end of the show. There. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. Oh, and uh, the balderdash word of the night is uh, bongong. Yeah, bonghole, bongong, and bongong uh, means. Hold on, I had it. Damn it, Wes. Oh, here it is. Uh, it's an Australian noctuid moth. Oh, it's a noun. Yeah, it's a noun. Oh, bongong. Well, that that's a little. I think that's cheating. Should have I said it was a noun? Maybe. Oh. I'm sorry. That's different. Okay. It occurs in a, a enormous numbers in Victoria where the hibernating adults were eaten by the aborigines. Mm. So it's an Australian noctude moth. I don't know what noctude means. That's another balderdash word. Noctude. What do you think it means? Noctude? It's, a, it's like a, a nighttime fighting <laughs> ant. Actually, it almost sounds like that, doesn't it? Bad. I think it's nocturnal. Nocturnal. Probably. Yeah. Oh, no. It's just a type of moth. A brown or gray night flying moth. Did you catch that they eat them? Yeah. Protein. The Aborigines it's eat the protein. them. Yeah. Thank you, WEF. <laughs> You'll eat the bugs and you will like it. Cricket flower. <laughs> it's in everything already. I know. You're already eating it. It's great. You should read the uh, ingredients in everything that you're eating. <laughs> it doesn't bother me one bit. I hate it. That doesn't They're bother me. It. What's They're the difference between a cricket and a cow? What's the difference between a cricket and a cow? <laughs> that John guy. It's all protein. That John H guy at Hotmail.com. Please let him know. What's the difference between a cricket and a cow? That's all just protein, man. <laughs> just put it in your mouth. That's so funny. Thank you to everyone that sponsored us this year, that produced, helped produce the show. Mm. We're very thankful for you. Um, and we just look forward to uh, 2024 being a great year. We're going to keep doing this. Yep. Uh, I think we'll hit 100 this year, uh-huh. which will be... Well, this is 86. Yeah. So we'll have to... We're not 86 yet. Nope. We're like three weeks away. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> I, didn't math, I didn't math that quickly. Wow. We're quite a few weeks. But sometime this summer, we'll Good probably be... To college. Yeah, <laughs> around 100. Maybe we should do some big blowout or something like that for our 100. Ooh, Meet yeah. at a bar and just tell we anyone can, that wants to jelly, listen we should do it at jellyfish jellyfish yeah you can okay. rent, you can rent out their uh their breweries oh place. yeah that's we right could, we could do a party there. that'd be fun that would be fun actually that would be a lot of fun and i love jellyfish okay well there you go we got a plan uh this has been episode 86 we don't have a title yet and uh <laughs> we drank uh mamosas we had a beer Crickets from cows. el suanito it's gonna be that <laughs> And uh, Glenn Finish Single Malt Scotch, the Amontillado Sherry Cask Finish. This is all very good. Yeah, it's a good day. All right, man. Valley, well, happy New Year. Valley of the Deer. Happy New Year. Love your guts. Love your guts. Fuck. <laughs> I should have waited. <laughs> okay. This guy's playing with their balls. That's right. <laughs> That's what we like. <laughs>